G'day punters, welcome to another edition of the Mailbag Preview Show. Brought to you by punningform.com.au as always. And as always, please like, subscribe, get around us. Plenty of winners on the show. Um, Shane's famous ice cream fell short last week. Um, we a forty-five pop up in Brisbane, which I think we will touch on. Um, but we've got a familiar face who hasn't been on the show for a while. Welcome back, Jack. G'day, boys. How are we? Going well. The shows uh, seem to be sort of building a little bit of momentum on their own these days. Um, hosting pretty well, James, the bits I watch, and um interested to see what this scoopy shit's about, but um, looking forward to it. And Shane, how are you, mate? How's the week been? Uh, it's been all right. Um, nothing too exciting. Four bets for four seconds or something Wednesdays sort of pissed me off a bit, but I'm ready to bounce back. If they won, would you have booked a flight down? Um, no, I don't know. I'm just sort of, I'm more, I'll just come down for when, when we're in group races, not these just regular benchmark Saturdays. Waste my time. Yeah, there's obviously talking about our two runners on Saturday that we have. So, a perfect segue to get into our bloodstock segment, uh, brought to you by the mailbag Bloodstock. We've got a couple of horses to sell to you and talk about. But first, I'd like to just thank all the new owners that jumped on board the Autumn Sun Travesia Philly. Um, after last week's show, I think we had 10% left and that's sold out. So another one sold out to the Bloodstock team. So thanks for everybody putting their hands in their pocket. Welcome to the new owners. And as you would have seen, uh, all, all the owners so far are having a bit of fun along the way. And we do have a couple racing at Caulfield on Saturday. But first, I want to talk about Jack's new purchase on English Digital yesterday, a tried horse by the name of Keats. Yeah, we. Um, I was chatting to Gavin Bedgegood through the week about Field of Roses, whether we back up or not on Saturday. And then we sort of talked about the online sale and I'd gone through it and thought it was pretty grim, to be honest. Uh, the only horse I'd found was Keats and so had he. So we lined up. So we said, why not? Let's have a go. We would have gone a bit higher, probably a fair bit higher than what we went to. Um, we picked him up this morning. He looked, I don't know if you saw it, Shane, but you know, privately Shane and I were a bit concerned about the photo um, yesterday online. But that's just how much money those blokes have. They don't care because we picked him up this morning and he looks outstanding. Um, we thought he'd have to spell. He's not going to spell. Um, Gavin will sit on him tomorrow morning and uh, hopefully we push on this prep with a, with a preparation now. Um, his benchmark figures which is something we're focusing on heavily when purchasing these tried horses are, are like Saturday grade comfortably, but he's got a bench benchmark rating that we can put him into midweek races if we wanted to. Um, I think he's gonna, we're going to have a lot of fun with him. I think he's like in, in a market that's really hard to get into. I think we've done really well. Shane, what do you reckon? What do you think? What do you like about um, it and not like about it? Um, no, I, I thought the placement of this horse has been horrific. Mm. Um, so and, yeah, and some of the rides, yeah, and um, you know, you've you're always a chance to improve. And when I talk about improving, right? So it's been like if you go have a look at its preparation, lyrical lad. I think it's one again. Uh, last prep, our playboy, we went and won at listed grade in Queensland. Maybe even group two or three level. Maybe it was. I can't remember exactly. You know, I'm getting beaten somewhere between you know two lengths and four lengths behind these sorts of horses. 
And the horse goes to Jesus Bedgegood, who could literally turn water into wine. He's completely airborne. Um, so, like, you're just going to get, like, a, you're going to come out of a factory-type stable with multi-million dollar, multi-millionaire owners that, you know, just happy to cast these horses off and, and that's where we can, um, you know, find the ones that fall through the gap. Um, and, you know, he's a listed winner, I think, in... Um, Listed winner in Ireland over the mile. Yeah. Um, yeah. That lyrical lad form's good. A lyrical lad won last weekend. Diagula's a good horse. Uh, Visionary. Visionary. He's a nice horse. But the form around him's good. Just need to f- find him softer races. I don't think he wants 2,500 metres, which is what he was at last time. All right. So if you're interested in finding out more about Keats and racing him with us and Gavin Bedgegood, email jono at themailbag.com.au, J-O-N-O at themailbag.com.au, um, and we'll be uh, looking to race him very, very shortly. So um, if you're interested, get in touch. Uh, I've also got a really nice filly with a little bit left. Um, she's the best yearling we have available. Um, she's a, a really well-bred filly with Kieran Mar and Dave Oosters exceeding so out of Skadoodle. Um, Kieran trained the half. They should have won the Blue Diamond Prelude probably, but um, there was a little bit of unlucky ride there by Michelle Payne back in the day. But uh, um, we uh, we hope to to follow in that horse's footsteps, but just go a little bit better. Um, boys, Caulfield, James, let's go. Let's do it. It's an interesting, fascinating rail position, and it can throw off a bit of chaos. Yeah, so we've got the rail out nine metres for the entire. Um, currently a good four. It's been raining a bit here this afternoon. I think we've got a bit of rain tomorrow and Saturday, so could get into that soft range depending on how much hits Caulfield. But, yeah, rail out nine metres, and I think we'll have a look at the barrier and lane data now. Brought to you by punningform.com.au up on our screens now. So what this is sort of saying is for the rail position of 8 to 11, which which covers a bit of distance there, um, back and buried, real back and buried isn't a bad thing, Shane. Yeah, I'm just sort of having a look at um, the uh, A2E, so, that you know, the average to expected there. Um, horses, um, they're anticipated to be um, leading, look to have um, – Looks to go a bit better than market, and then you got lane two at about the about same, and then the further out you get, uh, the less winning chance they seem to be. So, yeah, which to let's be honest is a little bit grim for uh, Marburg Bloodstock owners. <laughs> but it is, um, but it is Caulfield, and it has been known to make a complete uh, jackass out of many punters who go in there with a suspected track pattern. Yeah, it's it's the laniest metro track in Victoria. Uh, it, it's it's a really tricky place to bet. They should um, probably build another another track the same inside the one they've got now. Yeah, so it's even harder to make yeah. ground on when it's yeah, definitely. It's a good idea, Shane. Um, so what what this is saying is a starting point. You want to be finding horses that settle rails and run. Uh, but uh, as Shane's alluding to, and I'd recommend heavily, you need to sort of. Post-race map the first couple. You'll learn nothing from the first race because it's a staying race, but you need to get your eye in with the next sort of two to three and decide on your own sort of pattern that you think is happening there at Caulfield because it is raining, but it's not raining. And then the sun's coming out, James, and it's a bit windy. So, like, whatever God you believe in, they won't know what sort of track you're going to get on Saturday. So just wait and see and adjust as it comes. It's going to be an absolutely beautiful day to be there on, on course and in the yard. Three-year-old Phillies race, which we're not going to talk about now, is purely, in my opinion, a, like a, a bias versus your map overlay the yard. And if you can tick all those boxes, scurry style, 
you just pull the trigger and you're going to get some, you might get, you know, I think it's like five, six bucks a field as it is. It's an outstanding betting card towards the back end and I can't wait to get there. And Jackson will be out there, as we say every week, you know, get that last piece of information, which is vital on the mailbag.com.au website via the app. Jackson will be out there looking at him, but Jack will also be out there on Saturday. Um, yeah, as I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be looking for advice from Jack on Saturday. He'd be looking at the bottom of a schooner more often <laughs> than he'd be looking at a horse, I'd say. I am going to – the plan is to over-race big time. I'm catching the training, moral. If you're on course and you're looking for Jackson, just uh, hang around the mounting yard and look for anyone else that's carrying a microphone or anything <laughs> like that. Okay, we'll be in that vicinity. Go and say good day to him, tap you on the shoulder, ask him what he likes. He's dressing a little bit better, I saw, lately, which is yeah, it's, interesting. Know, he's, eh? yeah. it's very interesting. He does dress up to go to the races. I he's very young, though, Shane. You know, he's... I'm growing into a man before I very Jackson at the races the other day. Didn't recognise him. He Neither didn't did I. Tracksuit on. I was didn't have a tracksuit on. I look like they look like jeans and like a pair of Converse. Where'd you get them from? But anyway, I thought he looked good. He does look good. He's looked as good as he's ever looked. He's got the fade going as well. Oh yeah, a lot of work's going on that haircut. Where well, okay. I'm thinking that's a two week job, like every two weeks. Yeah, it has to be. It's a bit of look. Yeah, it's a styling, bit of grooming. So obviously, it's obviously positively infect, affecting his results. He's won at about 180% pot in July. 190%, I think it was. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Absolutely airborne. And it's, it's great to see because uh, we're all betting it, and uh, you should be too if you're not. Like, if you want to win money <laughs> through the week particularly, James, you need, you need to be getting Jacko stuff. Absolutely. Um, so that was our Barrier and Lane Starter brought to you by punningform.com.au. We'll move into some jockey data for the meeting. Um, talk to us, boys. What's it telling us? What what this tells you, sometimes will be whatever you want it to tell you. So uh, I remember I might have been in the background once upon a time, James, when you made your debut and Linda Mitch had disgraceful stats at Flemington and, and we sort of uh, gently told ourselves, well, you know, she's a good rider, so that means that she's going to come good. You know, I still you, haven't, you, I still haven't tipped anything on the show since then. That yeah. was my one and only. This is when I like to let the victim mentality sort of, I like to let it loose. You know, we've all got it. You would try and bury it as hard as we can, don't we, Shane? As in, in the game we're in, but it's, you can let it out a little bit here. So, like Mickey D's writing, uh, I could do better for us in race nine. His Caulfield stats are disgraceful overall, which is not ideal. The track data is not ideal. But Mickey D is in career best form at the moment. If you look at it in the last hundred chains, you just got to find the positive. Come build on, our own, build our own narrative. Yeah. It's all yeah. racing's all about narratives, all about bubble bass and Dutch rudders. And Mickey D is riding in really good form at the moment. He's about 12 and a, 12 and a half percent profit on turnover, 15% strike rate. He's got a career strike rate of 10.5%. So he's flying. And hopefully he can convert that now to the Caulfield season, which is now upon us. He hasn't been there for a while. Yeah, he'd um, want to. He's winning 36 <laughs> winners from about 600 rides. <laughs> but then, then he can go the other way and you don't want to talk about airborne, 41%, 41% profit on turnover. Willow, who rides field of roses. Uh, I'm thinking about trying to give him some instructions, but I don't reckon he's going to listen or should, probably no, should listen. No, the only advice that we I could give you, Jack, for Willow is to make sure that you've got a phone that we can call, that can record his post-race. Make sure you've got at least 20 minutes available for footage time there. <laughs> if he wins on it. it. I'm just disappointed he's not racing the nine for us, you know. We're all full. 
I'll be alive. Anyway, Mickey Day could be in a big, big trouble if we win race nine, which I reckon we're a chance to do and we'll get to that later on. But Willow's riding at 41% profit on turnover. His strike rate in the last 100 rides is 23%. It's he's airborne, as long as it's good as it gets. Doesn't love Caulfield, but he's there thereabouts at Caulfield. But as we said before, we haven't raced a lot of Caulfield the last little bit, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm looking for riders who are in form recently, more so than at that track. And that's our jockey data. We'll move into our trainer data. Um, but I think as we touched on a few weeks ago, Shane, maybe with Jackson on the show, that it's it coming into its own now, the spring, those bigger trainers, you know, they have the lean winters. They don't put up their, all their good horses are being put out. So sometimes this data, this early on in the spring, can be a bit distorted, let's say. But what's the trainer data telling us? What's telling us what we want to see when you just bought Keats and Gavin Bedgood and you've got one going to the races trained by Gavin Bedgood. I mean, the, the man's a freak. He's profitable for his life, which is very rare. He goes at 12.5% for his life and he's profitable. He's profitable as last 100 at 17% strike rate. Oh, and how's he got Caulfield, did you ask, James? 104% profit on turnover at 20% strike rate. The man is a freak and we have a horse with him and we have a horse available with him. Now, not to be outdone, um, we also had a horse with Matty Raymond. Now, I steered the boys into this horse, James. No one wanted a bar of this horse until the wins a jump out. <laughs> That's and, not true. That's and then we've true. got like we've got about 12 owners, four managers now, everyone ringing Matty, trying to map out a program. Should we start thinking about an all-star mile campaign? <laughs> um, uh, Matty is uh, career... Uh, profitable. Massively. Massively profitable career. Uh, profitable last 100 and profitable at Caulfield. Yeah, and consistent strike rates too. She has she has home rule up against us in race four who looks to like lead 1A. Um, will be hard to beat. Drift late too. Saw her saw home rule drift late at, at Mooney Valley and just piss in there too. So the market I'm doesn't seem at, to know. We're, we're looking at Caulfield stats here with um, Benchgood and and Matty Raymond, I'm thinking Turak Handicap, Caulfield Cup. Yeah. And, you know. and we're already having a fill-up on the multi on Saturday as well, so we're going to have our pockets full and, <laughs> reach, and, and, and reaching for the stars. So, so we're basically just blind betting, auto betting, just <laughs> based on the stats. How good is it? Yeah, big, yeah. Oh, can't wait to get out there. There's a bit of historical data from punningform.com.au. But let's get into two main races that we do want to have a look at. Um, and they are, first up, we'll have a look at race seven, 1,200 metre, the Regal Roller Stakes. Um, we'll have a look at the map first. I think we should just be honest with the audience. We don't actually, to, to be honest, I don't want to go into this race in too much detail, but it's a group. It's one of the two big races on the card, so we're going to try our best to find your winner. But it is grim. Race seven, Sartorial Splendor will lead with open-minded. Felicia probably gets a gun run. Don't know where this un uncommon James gets to from seven. Lombardo, Rangers wide. I don't know what they can do from there. Showmanship, who had that one run for Ollie and O'Brien at Warnable. Um was in the market but didn't really do much, but that was Warnable. Um, although this is the closest metro track to Warnable, in my opinion, um, just as far as like clods and stuff. High Stranger, Sinawan, who's been backed a little bit, and Viral, the, the tail with William Thomas. Shane. This, um, this race, in fact, had me 
like more cooked mentally than a MAGA Republican. Um, this uncommon James. Now Jackson's Jackson's on this. Right? <laughs> oh, so we need. I think we do need full disclaimer here, punters, that Jackson has sent out a, a pretty large bet for him on uncommon James yesterday at two dollars seventy straight into two forty five. I think it was. Um, but he, he he comes down from your country, Shane. Well, this is what's grayed me up. So, like, nice horse going through the grades in Brisbane. You'll see it's win here. The chestnut horse on the inside with the white face, I think he's put on the red light. That's why we drink behind it in the black colours. There's there's uh, Uncommon James getting to the outside. Miss Hipstar inside it. Can't remember the one inside that. So, uh, Amble's up here and puts them away. He's um, in a bit. Uh, why we drink the horse in the black colours who he dropped and then sprinted away from, and then why we drink kept coming through the line to run the fastest last 200 of that meeting. Um, so I've, um, I've truckloaded why we drink the start after, who got beat in Wednesday grade, and then backed him again last week, um, and he sat in a perfect trailing position with hot speed. He was back midfield three wide with cover ready to launch and got beaten a long way. So completely uh, grayed me up. I mean, you can only go on what that horse did, and it did put him away nicely. It's... It's the last 600 benchmark figures was very strong. Um, but I still, like, the jury was just out because I wasn't sure about the second horse um, in that race and put on the red light uh, getting through there. I mean, it has ran since and it ran fifth. Um, like, it did nothing, you know, in a, well, it was a week Saturday grade anyway, right? So it got beat three and a half lengths. Then the start, the horse, the starts before that uncommon James beat Safe Work, who was another horse, was like, okay, well, off that run, Safe Work just goes to the races and wins in, you know, next start. Um, uh, it ran second to go, it ran second to goals for every start. Then it went again and started favourite in a class six and got beat, like, you know, sat outside the lead, had every chance, looked like winning and still got beat a length in a horrible, horrible race, uh, which rated, um, which rated horribly uh, on speed in a slow tempo and never finished off. So the query for me was about what's this horse beaten, uh, comparing it to horses like Rangers who have gone through the, you know, gone through to win it at listed grade. I think that, what's that, Grafton Sprint Race is a listed grade. Ramoni or something? Ramoni. Lombardo's a, a Group 1 winner that I potted at, because of the jump. That $21 race. though. Um, good race, that Ramoni race. Felicia Fitter here, I don't know. Where's Uncommon James? Get in the run. It's just really grey. I wouldn't. I would like. I don't know what to do with it. I could see it starting five dollars. I could see it starting two sixty. I don't know. I just don't know what to do with it. I, I think it can't win. I think that there's no form around it at all. The figure's a spike figure. Everything else is done is poor. Uh, there's no form off off either of the runs as you said. Um, I'm cautious of this stable because they've had maybe two run in Melbourne so far. One of them went really good, Scolopini, but with Ollie. And the other thing was sort of not suited last week down the straight. I think it's that time of year in Melbourne, though, where like C graders can win okay races. Like King of Sparta had no profile to win that uh, bletchingly and, and did, but then it came out and I think regressed back to what it was and is down, down the straight at Flemington. So maybe this horse can run a figure. 34 days, I hate. Um, has jumped out. Was the only yeah, I, I just don't like it. I, I, I don't like the bet at all. Um, but having, like, I couldn't have the bet, but I wouldn't want to overly gap the thing either. 
because I don't know what's going to be that. Tartaro Splendor gets a, I think, a positive jockey switch. D Lane to J Car. I think J Car suited on a, on an on speed horse more so than D Lane. But like this thing's been up for a little bit now. Um, it's progressively getting better riders, but I don't know. Um, viral, no. Felicia's the horse that Willow sticks to that I, I don't think's been suited yet and might be here. The market sort of knows every time with this horse, so I'll be watching closely late. If they come for this horse, I'd say it's going to go really, really close. It loves Caulfield. It's fast when it's good, when it's on. Um, it's certainly the local horse that I think um, – is right in it. And then there's just a huge watch the market showmanship. You learn nothing from the trials. Oh, I couldn't steer you one way or the other, but someone will, and it'll happen pretty late, I'd say. I, I think that the Uncommon James surely starts longer than 240, whatever it is now. Like if it starts a dollar ninety, come and find me on course because I'll, I'll be out the back having my first dart in two months before they've ever run the race because I'll just be so confused. Like it just makes no sense to me how it's so short. And the other thing too, I notice again with this um, D.A. Bryan stable for these um, grossly overrated colours, the pink and the white. Things. But they're, sc- um, but they are, they're scary colours. They're overrated, yeah, they're, but they're yeah, scary But I'm saying colours. we overrate them because we're scared of them now. We're scared of them in Victoria. Uh, and the Winkers are off this horse again. They had all that, the headgear off the stable, mate, last time and, and yeah. always gave it a stinker. <laughs> and um, from a punning point of view, Shane, just when it wants to grow up a little bit more, you can go, to, you can go here. Oh, Storm Barrier One. It's first up. O'Brien, uh, Peters. They'll just be like they'll just open the open it, get us through its gears, and just be a little little look for the horse. And then you look at the the data, and back and buried's positive. Mm. Just grazing up know. even more. Yeah, it's hard to know. High Stranger can run a race. Open Minder, I thought trial okay, but not good enough. It'd be suited if it's mad on pace, which Caulfield we said can be. And, and the mystery horse is definitely Sinawan, who. You know, ran into some pretty good horses last preparation. This is this short of what it wants, though. I don't know. I'd think it would be, but um, itchy fingers. Uh, Benny Gladrap Mellon sits upon it, so like I wouldn't be surprised to see it sort of three, four wide midfield, not last. So, um, and what about well, what about the last start? Goodwood winner, the Group One there over in South Australia, Lombardo. Well, that oh, oh, very hard to profile. Hopefully, the owners are getting updates and. They're, they're not sitting on Twitter bag and race callers. Um, people doing their jobs. God, how dare they have an opinion that doesn't suit your narrative? Honest to God. Uh, yeah, geez, it was a low group one too. That's it's a yeah, it's a group one. It's got like it ran sixty in the boat. We bought a horse that ran second in the boat. We're sending to Queensland. More for us. Um, <laughs> it should be here, uh, you reckon? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's like you know, I, I don't know. Like, the, yeah, I'd live and die by this data. The data says that this fucking Lombardo is no good, and it's a Group One winner. Like, yeah, it's paid twenty bucks when it won a Group One. It's got some nice form at Caulfield. It's a, it's probably the track and good. track and trip horse. Um, I just think Barry Eleven doesn't suit, but. When it won its group one, it rolled forward and led. Lil Spano sticks too. That's a big indicator. That is good. That is full credit to the stable. Good on them. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, fun. completely grey for those. No people. idea. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking sub three dollars uncommon James, and it could come out missing. But I'm not betting. Yeah. So I think what. Would, yeah. So what. What you both sort of have landed on is no bet on the favourite. Far too short. But you, you can't find anything to beat it. So probably no bet in the race. 
yeah, I'm probably sort of cheering for it to go all right for Jackson and Shane's probably prepping to hang some shit at him when it loses. No, like, thanks for joining us. Anyway, no bets, no tips, nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm cheering I'm cheering the stable. The stable's been a great a great stable to follow in Queensland and I thought I think they've taken the right horses down. This horse is like going to be well suited, you know, getting into a race like this, um, you know, rather than, you know, wasting its time in Queensland this time of year, you know. So good good luck to them. I reckon they've got a good team and they've trialled well. They've got another runner on the car that I thought jumped out really well. Uh, which is that? She's got the boom. Um, won't, it won't have any data whatsoever because its wins have been in, you know. Um, so like that's a to- it won one at Toowoomba. Oh, I don't know. Did it? Might have. That was a Metro day, so that the, the data won't carry. Uh, they don't want a Metro, like a big prize money race at the Gold Coast, which was a, a cutest day, yeah, so that yeah, data won't yeah. carry across as well. Yeah, it had two trials. This one, one at Doomba, and then it won at Toowoomba, now it won at the Gold Coast. So it just completely grabbed me up. I think it still tries to settle on speed. Yeah, so, like, I think it goes good. I think it, it's ch- it's jumped out well uh, on Tuesday, I think it was. Um, race six but- is the best race on the card, I think, Shane. The most exciting. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to go down the yard and I'm going to try and find the winner because there's so much tempo here. They're going to fly. They're going to fly. Bistro, waltz on by, bound for home. She's got the boom. Winners take all. Miss Rosiano, Galagados, Zara rides from 13. Like he could want to go forward too if it's on pace. It's like it's. Shout out to Boris the Blade Thornton. He's known as the Blade up here. So if you see him in the mountain yard as he's going by, just give him a shout. I saw that. Boris. Boris the Blade. Anyway, good show so far. We've found nothing. For the yeah, boys. no, we've just grade <laughs> everyone up there in, the, in one of the main races. Completely great up race six. Race two's got me great up. Race nine, Mickey D's on here has got me great up. Anyway, oh, I am great up. We'll we'll move on. We'll move on. I think we, we'll we'll find your bet in in race eight. The the PB Lawrence Stakes over fourteen hundred. The main race of the day. Um, usually. In years gone past, you know, the PB Lawrence States is the kickoff for the spring, some of the better horses coming back. Um, we'll show the speed map now for the PB Lawrence. I don't know what they do with ASAR. Like, well, he, he went forward last start, but I worry they'll try and like go back to make him faster and it's not going to work. But I just don't think he's very fast. Um, but he's still got his nuts. Ben and JD Hayes, he's still got his nuts. Well, of I think it goes forward a stud, then. A stud farm board like only they're just trying to get some page on it, you know. It goes uh, forward. It goes forward. It goes forward. Has go, to. It has to go forward. I think Buffalo River uh, and Streets Avalon, there are thereabouts. Mr. Brightside and Iron Superman get the gun runs. Scalopini, I think, takes a sit shame with Elephant. I think it'll just be having a look around from Barrow Nine. Regal Power, you know, back near. Back near where Uncle Bryn should be, two very big trials and a little bit of early money. I was actually just up at the shops getting a boost with Das, and I saw um, the the female of the Busted and Youngs, Natalie. Uh, Natalie Young. I tried to ask her, but she didn't know who it was. I understand what I was saying, but I reckon they've had a big bet here. Something tells me they've had a big bet. Okay. Now, what will happen here is I'll get itchy fingers Glad Rap will get the itchy fingers, and I think he'll take off. I think he could try and go forward here on Uncle Bryn. That's sort of my bet in the race, but it's a personal one with myself that I reckon he's going to get itchy and they're going to go because there's no speed in this race, is there? Like you look at the riders on the on the horses that do need to go forward, they're not they're not push button, they're not going to go quick. There's no tempo here. They're going forward. It'll be chaos, and I think I, I just think the, the humanitarian 
our man, our rider this weekend, Craig Williams, could ride the whole card because he's just going to smoke the pipe on Mr. Brightside, who's had two oh, like nice. He looks like he's going really well off the trials. I think he's the one to beat. I don't think they'll. The map's awful for Elephant, who's you know a weight for H horse here. But I think Mr. Brightside's the one off the map, regardless of how the track races. That Willow can put it wherever he wants to be, and if you have to bet, I'd be backing Mr. Brightside. But cheering for Uncle Bryn to roll forward. I reckon it will. And it shouldn't. And it won't be a change of tactics, but it might roll forward. What about Scalapini, Shane? You had a bit to say about Scalapini before his first up run. Um, he wasn't unlucky, but just beaten by King of Sparta on the day at a decent price. What about his second up profile here? Well, that's the problem with this form race is that it's a dog shit race is what we decided and, and they all raced against each other the other day and the second horse should have won. And um, Well, I think we were on the second horse at Ollie Ride and I was on Ollie this day too and he lost his whip uh, when King of Sparta um, rolled in on him. leveled up and rolled in on him a touch. And that, it doesn't – that saying it's going to um, – Necessarily reverse the results. Um, you know, it goes good second up. This horse, there's no doubt about that. Um, he's just a pretty consistent animal, anyway, really. But I don't know. I, like Mr. Brightside looks like he's in for a good preparation. How ready he is, I don't know. The stable mate should sort of roll forward and make sure that he lobs in a nice spot with a nice bit of cover on a nice bit of tempo. And you know, he brings. Uh, you know, uh, proper form. I'm thunderstruck. No, he, he brings. Form. The closest thing to proper form, which I don't know why this is, but if you Sierra Sue, Group One horse, Savatiano, solid horse, um, Mystic Journey, Freak, Showtime, Stallion, Hartnell's all littered through this. Like there's proper horses littered through the the history of this, the recent history of this race, and this is a disgraceful edition of it. Now, is it the lack of prize money and the like the the way they're just hacking at each other, New South Wales and um, Victoria, I don't know. But it's kind of like, sure, like, to my brain, like Scalapini can't win this, but then why not? Because this, this isn't a, a traditional edition of this Yeah, contest. I mean, he's going good, but I, I just couldn't see him beating. I thought Mr. Brightside would probably handle him. But again, like it's... You see it, like you know how you know how screwed down are they? He doesn't really need to do anything. He's already a Group One winner, winning the Doncaster, Mister Brightside. He, he doesn't have to win a Group Two to make a field, you know, um, going forward. So you, you don't have to gut him out first up to try and get his rating up or anything. And like Scalapini is is ready to rip. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of whether he can, you know. Obviously, he had that Group One winner form. Uh, yeah, I think that's I thing, isn't it? Like last prep, Mr. Brightside kicking off over fourteen hundred meters, like on Saturday. But he needed to build his rating to get into those Group Ones, like you said, Shane. So now he doesn't need to do that. They would have a spring plan mapped out, and every race that they want to put him in, he'll be able to get in. So is this a grand final? You know, and and at the price, are we? Yeah, but doesn't need to be. Look, yeah, I don't know. I thought. Um, you know, I thought I am Superman might have been a horse, um, and then I think uh, the day Cinnawan run it up, run over it when I had it going for a stack, probably um, maybe biased against it. But you know, this old horses, seven and eight year old geldings, you know, that are just yeah, no, probably I'm at with their you. limit. I, I think can't... I think Buffalo River and I am Superman are the two 
outside of Mr. Brightside, you could entertain backing. But I mean, of Scalopini, he's got Buffalo River's measure. Buffalo River was like a bit hard going when he went to Queensland first couple of runs, and then um, and then he just sort of tapered off. Terribly. Yeah, back to Caulfield though. Freshened makes home lock. Nice map. The map's very very important at Caulfield. You know, I think Scalopini is going to be second last in run. Yeah, he won't be getting the sweet seat that he had last start. I don't think. Um, Loses Ollie. Yeah, gets delayed. What about uh, what, what about our our friends David Brown and that the horse we helped get into the All Star Mile and then he was injured. Elephants. How do we see uh, him going? I, I think the the map versus the same theory as Mister Brightside. Like he's in there, anything he wants. No. Yeah, there's something else for him. This prep, he's first up off a knee chip removal as well. Like, hmm. wouldn't imagine he's going to be screwed down. Jeez, it doesn't leave him any chances. Where's Uncle Bryn going to get? He's going to roll forward, I'm telling you. And I'm going to be knocking everyone in the ribs when, when Mellon takes off and kicks it in the ribs. I'll be pissed. I'll be really pissed by now. Um, okay, let's find people a bet, though, because we've done the two races and not really yeah, had a bet. Yeah, so-, so here you go. Ready. Pens out. Race six, number 12. Waltz on by. It'll sit in and around the psychopathic tempo of this race, but J Car rides and she'll be sweet. Uh, I think seven bucks is really fair price. And uh, a value play for the day is race five, number two, Cannonball. Very profitable, stable, almost always, but particularly at Caulfield and a very, very good rider in Mark Zara. Um, Big price, fifteen dollars. It's I think it should be single figures for sure. And it's gonna sit right on a good speed, which is where you want to be at Caulfield, eight times out of ten. So race five, number two, cannonball, and race six, number twelve, waltz on by are my two bets for you today. Shane, anything to add? We're scooping up some stuff. We're doing some Yeah, I mean we'll have his we'll, we'll let him have his say. He did he, it was the first week that the famous ice cream scoop has missed and it was a it was a multi with a couple of shorties at Durban into Berkeley Square who got the job done at Flemington Race One, but I think it was manhood Shane dollar seventy into a dollar forty five and uh, couldn't, couldn't get the uh, couldn't get the three leg multi home could it? No, it uh, it stumbled at the three hundred meters and lost all its rhythm. Uh, ran the sixth fastest four to the two because of that stumble. And then it, I think it was the fastest last one hundred of the meet of the. Race and like it was going to get beat a length at the furlong and yeah, look, got beat it, got beat an eyelash by an eyelash. Um, anyway, that's what happens. Um, who cares? We, we move on. We move, we move on. on. What, what, what are you, what are you scooping up for the punters uh, this week? Well, I like to keep things very simple and back the fastest horse in the race, and that's Eagle Farm race two, number five, ice in Vancouver. Um, was a dominant winner in the Kirby at Grafton over a thousand. Uh, sat three deep the trip. Did Rachel um, just was on the best horse? Uh, Fifty-one and a half kilos here in a benchmark ninety in Brisbane is extremely well placed. Uh, it won't know itself. It'll just um, it'll be just way too fast for them. It's a bet. It's a dollar ninety, but like I don't mind that because like it should be a lot shorter and it's only got four rivals that can gallop and one that's just there for the day out for the owners by the looks. Um, so it should just be handling. So that's race two, Eagle Farm race two, number five, Icy to Vancouver. So that's like the the lock, if you like, the lock. Um, 
you go to Caulfield, I suppose, um, and we could take a couple of um, Jack's plays there. That that one in race, did you say race, race five? Race five, number two, Cannonball. You want to do a bit of like win and place sort of stuff? Yeah, I, I want to go. Ross, into- get your pen out. <laughs> Ross, get your pen out. <laughs> win, and, win and place Cannonball. Um you know, we're, we're going to see like a bit of a tactical race here with um, Mullane, Thrombone probably buried. Alpha One, last start winner that we're on. Giga Kick, last start winner that we're on. There's been there's so a there's few gonna, last start, there's a few uh, yeah, last start so, winners with back to the service, isn't there? Yeah. So there's Al- Alpha a One won't start favourite. We will not start favourite. I don't think it. Like I can't believe how short it is. I'd be laying it if I could. Um. Yeah, so I think I think you know with the gate and compared to the to his rivals here with Alpha One Giga Kick and Mullane sort of drawn outside it, I think Zara can just uh, can let this sort of let them three play jockeys and he can just stalk um, and put them away at the price uh, fourteen dollars. So we'll just go win and play. So I think we'll keep it pretty simple um, and just go those two. I was going to be really flary. Oh, we would love Which some wouldn't flare. be anything like you, yeah. Just keep your rhythm. We're going to be really flary here. One that caught my eye at the jump outs, race nine, number 12, I could do better. Um. <laughs> 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 oh, shout out to the scumbag, whoever you are, who knocked it off at the tab like, before everyone goes up. I, I don't get it. I do not get it. Because you, you just, make me you just see, it goes up at the tab. They, they wait about 10 minutes and then bet 365 go. They wait for that mark, that reaction, and then bet 365 go up and they all just follow and then they're all $12. I Every had a couple of the owners ringing owns. me, James, accusing someone that's on this show of potentially being the person that might knock it off. Yeah. We're in a hat. Well, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you coming. <laughs> I'll tell you now. There's no way I'd be backing the first price because I could only get on to win 2000 <laughs> like, have a fucking think about it. Why would I want to be backing it to win 2000? This will start longer than 2000. This will start a much bigger price. It's 360 odd days. Shane, I think they're, I think they're a bit scared of our silks, man, already. It should, it, this should start $25 ish, I think, especially if the track race is how we anticipate. Uh, but geez, if it wins, <laughs> and I'll see you imagine, on Monday can morning. you imagine the Manning Yard? We're, we're all going to be there on uh, <laughs> on Saturday, fifteen scooters deep, and I could do better. Salutes! It's actually a, it's a sensational setup for us as owners because we're going to go on just rip and tear from race four onwards. So, like win, lose, or draw, we're going to be full as a gog and be able to just either drown. Drown our sorrows or celebrate our success. Either way, it's just, it's just fantastic. I can't wait. And if you want to get involved, Keats, Keats is now your next option. We'll be racing at least at sort of a sand down level, but I, I anticipate Saturday. I think there's a very obvious bet in race nine, and that's number nine, Pescaro. It looks like a, a prop. It looks like a nice horse that's going to go through the grades. Um, I thought it's run very, very well um, against three horses that go pretty well in pinstripes for Totsu and passive aggressive. Um, if it brings those runs and those uh, through that form line into this race uh, from a good gate with D Lane, it's just a box ticker everywhere for me. I think. It and if we run over the top of it and knock it off, we oh, are yeah, probably going to win. Yeah. So Cox play. If we knock off Pescara, you can pencil yeah. in. Uh, the the two rack, you know, we'll get yeah, that's what I'm 50, 50 and a half, and we'll pluck some obscure 
um, lightweight jockey, and it would be a rags to riches fairy tale. Will I? I'll make a movie it'll about be, it. It'll be put Michelle on. We'll get Craig. Michelle. On. Michelle, right, we'll like Michelle on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, race nine, race nine, number nine for Scare. I think it, it is a very interesting runner, isn't it? Yeah, it's the right horse. The market, um, don't worry about the market because it's the stable. Like, you don't worry. If they drift it, you just keep betting. Don't worry about it. Just, it's a nice horse. Um, it brings its best here. It's going to be extremely hard to beat. Well, there we go. We started off a bit slow with a few bets, but we've come home with a bit of flair. Um, bets left, right, and centre. Um, as always, guys, today's been brought to you by huntingform.com.au. And if anybody is out at the track on Saturday, Jack, myself, a couple other, the mailbag team will be out there entertaining owners. So come and be having a good time. Hopefully one or two of our runners can, can get a win. So if you are there, come say g'day. Any last words, Jack? If you like the sound of that, then email jono at themailbag.com.au and get involved in the next one. Keats will be at the races shortly with that. And seriously, with the punting form, like literally all I do at the moment is buy horses. And it's all because I, I subscribed to and taught myself and, and grinded and learnt punningform.com.au. Invest in yourself. And Shane, where are you betting this weekend? Um, where so are you betting this weekend? <laughs> Um, Toowoomba, Gold Coast, and Eagle Farm um, for the service. So get on board there. Are you definitely um, not coming down? Definitely not coming down. Um, I've got a couple of really good things that day that I want to be on the track for. Um, so I can't come. A couple of um, little trialers and stuff. Uh, anyone that is going to Caulfield, uh, that would like Ross Brody to bring them a uh, Young Street sandwich at SOT underscore 47 on Twitter. Tweet, <laughs> tweet him with your order and he will bring a Young Street sandwich to Caulfield for you if you are attending. Yeah, shout right, out to Young Street if you want to get involved. Uh, Jack at themailbag.com.au. We'd love to have you on the show anytime. As as always, team, um, Get it, get around mailbag.com.au. Get that last piece of information, the vital piece of information to your app. Um, Pete will be betting in Perth, Shane in every venue in Queensland, Jackson down here in Melbourne, and Rob in uh, in the Rosewood card up there at Sydney. It genuinely is a very, very important day in Sydney and in Melbourne to yes. get the yard mail, not even just for it to win or lose, but just to get that information if you take yourself half seriously to add that to your own database, whatever you're using because the good horses are coming back and you've got two guys who just care about eyes on ponies and it's a very valuable thing. So get involved. Good luck, punters. We'll see you next week.